I get to say good morning first to everybody because I have to roll out there. Happy Cinco de Mayo there, Isabel. Oh, God. Oh, God, Tom. <laughs> well, just to let you all know, Cinco de Mayo was actually a little battle, actually a big battle, that happened in, oh, God, I want to say 18-something, but I can't forget. But anyway, it was when Napoleon decided he wanted to go ahead and own Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. And so he brings his troops over from the boat and whatnot to Puebla. And literally, they kicked the shit out of him. So he ended up coming back and beating them and then managed to hold on to Mexico for a year. But really, it's just a teeny little battle in the history of Mexico. But the real Independence Day is September the 16th. Mm -hmm. So that's the day we all should really drink and celebrate and whatever. And I'm trying to remember whether it was Bush Anheuser, Anheuser Anheuser-Busch or Coors that created this holiday in order to sell beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, they hijacked it for celebration time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, the good thing is, though, the avocado industry has benefited right. on both sides of the border, <laughs> which has been nice. So I'm going to say, hi, Tom. How are you? Uh-huh. Happy Cinco de Mayo, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you made that distinction because um, my, um, uh, let's see, Latin friends to cover everybody or no, I should know Mexican-American friends. Latin X or Chicano X, Chicanex. No, I have to be specific because we're talking about Cinco de Mayo have uh, made the distinction that you just made that the mm-hmm. independence day is, has much, much more um, significance. significance than this. And, yeah. uh, so, um, Good to know. And maybe you just drop some factoids on some folks that, uh, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, well, let's hope so. But at the but I guess we should celebrate that, you know, hey, Mexicans won something on this day, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, a little battle. Okay. So uh, what are we welcoming people to now? What's the name uh, of this podcast? Well, it's mostly just different, you yeah. know, as we always say. And we're trying and we're attempting that. We concede that there are extremes, right and wrong, where people that get stuck over there, um, they're going to probably stay there. Um, however, most of life and things, if you're going to resolve it, lies in between those two extremes. And we're actually seeing that there's a lot more polarity going on these days and attempting to introduce some things on a micro level that help people be resolved or come to some sort of resolution when they're polarized and not only on a personal level, but hopefully on a larger level, national level. And so that's um, what these discussions are about, podcasts are about. So That's what they are. And and why are we doing this? Uh, Why are we doing this? Yeah. It's Uh, always important to understand why. Well, I, for me personally, uh, I really want see it as a, a way of maybe introducing something to people that they might be able to uh, practice and grab onto and start to see things differently. Um, thus, it's mostly just different that if we can just see things that from a difference, then we can find ways to come together and get resolution around things. And so that's why I want to see it happen is I want people to be able to have those dialogues and see that they can come together rather than feel polarized. Yeah, that's a, that's a good reason to want to do things. So today, I almost feel like we should have a ta-da or a uh-huh. drum roll or something. Today we're going to talk about mansplaining. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> 
And just to start off, I'm going to give two definitions to mansplaining, and then we'll take it from there. Now, if we take a look at the Urban Dictionary, it says, Mansplaining is when a man explains something to a woman in a patronizing tone, as if the woman is too emotional and illogical to understand. Where Wikipedia gives us the definition as, Mansplaining is a pejorative term meaning to comment or explain something to a woman in a condescending, overconfident, and often inaccurate or oversimplified manner. Does that work for you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and listening to those different parts of it about what goes into it, I assume that you both explanations feel accurate. Explain that for you. They do. They do. They don't capture it all, but it's a pretty good summation of what's going on with mansplaining. So what I'd like to ask for you to do, Tom, not to mansplain to me, but um, basically let's talk about this a little bit, Um, where it comes from, why do we have it, how can we better understand it, And then for us on an individual level, you know, how can we deal with this on a day-to-day basis, be aware of what we're doing? And then on a societal level, um, how can we look at daily events and say, hey, this is an example of mansplaining? Whether it be, you know, something that happens in the news or something that happens as a part of company culture, et cetera. Right. So uh, using our system of micro-macro, I think um, starting with the micro, when you first brought this concept to my awareness, which was a couple months ago, it was new to me, so not being current myself so much about mansplaining and hearing your definition today helps me see it more about the components of it. The part I wanted to start out with and respond to was I believe that there's a bedrock piece of this about how come men do this, and it starts with how we get socialized as children. So I'll just talk a little bit about that in that pretty much the message when little boys are coming up is that we get a message early on. And here's a quick disclaimer. I know this is trying to change right now. So, however, I still think it's still pretty much going on. Is that we get a message that what it's what it's what being a boy is, and subsequently a man is, is you need to dump your feelings. You need to get rid of expressing feelings like hurt, pain, sadness, embarrassment, Anything that um, shows that you're not strong in some sort of way, uh, don't show any kind of weakness. Uh, All those things are told that that's not being a guy, that's not being a man. And so let's get those out of here. We don't want you to express them. And in fact, you're going to get chastised if you do um, by your peer group or significant male figures. Suck it up, be tough. Um, Lots of phrases I know that when I grew up too, do you want something to cry about? Mm -hmm. Um, So even just the fact of expressing, you know, that you're hurt by something was met with, yeah, well, you better dump that real quick too, because then I'll really give you something to cry about. And of course, you know, the phrases that come at you if you express any feeling that looks weak, 
why are you being such a girl? You know, um, even the uh, worst phrases, what are you being such a pussy for? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, crybaby, uh, go home, uh, we don't want you around here. Um, sissy, you know, all kinds of things. Um, if you encountered something where maybe you got your little fight and you got beat, the response back to that is, you know, well, you need to learn, you need to go back there and you need to go kick this kid's ass and stuff like that. And don't come back unless you, you know, and so, so a lot of stuff being told to us to basically dump what I call the fundamental feelings around empathy, if you will, and what is put in its place. Performance, be the smartest, outthink, rationale, logic, jump high, win the race. If you do these, so the thing that is supported is that that's what's being a guy. You need to think faster, solve the problem, win the race, win the discussion, all these sorts of things. And if you demonstrate that, then you're doing a good job of being a guy. And so that's what we're told to replace those feelings with. Very competitive, use-your-head logic type stuff. Almost wanting to obliterate any kind of feeling stuff. But also that gives you license then to get angry, raise your voice, throw a tantrum, mm-hmm. insult. Right. Well, you know. you're, what you're commenting on is the one feeling that we do get permission for is anger. That if a man's angry, it's self-righteous anger. He has every right to be angry about this. And he's going to explain to you why he has every right to be angry about this. And so, and of course, what happens for women that if they express any anger, they're a bitch, you know, but a man, he has every reason to be, you know, angry. Also, what happens for us too, many times as boys is another piece of what we get socialized into. It's the beginning of um, um, objectifying women sexually. That starts early for us too. Well, the whole thing, don't be a girl, don't be a pussy, don't be this, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, now going back to my growing up, it started differently and now it's it's sort of escalated. But there would be things, obviously, you know, finding the old, back in those days, the Playboy magazines and what have you, and, you know, looking at this and the emphasis on the women's bodies, you know, the breasts, the whole thing. And then the message being, that's what you want. You want to get that. That's what, you know, your job is to attain that, to have sex with that, that look, that image. Okay, that's what you have to seek out. And, by the way, if you're successful, wow, that's being a guy too. And then also what comes with that is, of course, the performance aspect is is that, well, and you better bring her to orgasm, too, every time you have sex with her, because that's being a guy, too. Okay? And... Wow, we got a lot here. <laughs> and so um, that stuff starts. It's reinforced in the peer group. Okay? Um, I know growing up, I mean, there was a lot of what me and my friends talked about. You know, if that was happening, it was like, you know, did that, did you have sex with the person? da 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 Um, and, 
you had it increased your status among, amongst your peer group, you know, if you were successful in that area. Um, so these, this socialization that we get, now you dump us older, you know, we're young men and older men, if you will. Here we are in a situation where um, where something's up, there's an issue being discussed that might have clearly some emotional elements to it. So on the micro level, seeing this in your more closer relationships, say with a partner, family members, or close friends, many times as men, what we're bringing to that discussion, here's somebody putting something out that they have issue with, but we're only listening from the lens of, well, how do you fix this? You know, what, what, what's the best way to, you know, solve the problem here? Whereas the material that many times is coming out has mostly a, an emotional component to it. And we're not validating any of that. We're not letting the person know that, wow, we get how this felt for you. This experience, this thing you're trying to bring up and resolve. We're just thinking really hard about what you can do. And almost as you're talking, you know, uh, talk about that part about men and mansplaining, interrupting and what have you. Well, a lesser level of interrupting is um, I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm formulating my response about mm -hmm. you, what you can do. Um, and so, uh, in fact, I got my response. Um, it's there. I think I can cut you off now and let you know that this is, you know, hey, here you go. This is what you can do. Um, and so uh, now there's a seemingly there's a good intention in that quote, trying to help. However, obviously, the way it's coming out is not helpful. The person clearly right off the bat doesn't feel heard. And then I think a lot of times uh, what will happen, too, is that in the explanation or how the man rolls it out is he an emotional situation is occurring that has to have a response and looking for resolution. And what's happened is all I'm bringing is problem solving to it. And so if. There's a deference to me by jumping in and doing that. Then what I've also done unconsciously is I've hijacked the emotional material and brought it over into logic and reason. And so now, see, we're going to have the discussion from this place because I'm more comfortable having the discussion over here. Don't tell me what you felt about this whole thing here. No, 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 no. That's irrelevant. It's over here now. Mm -hmm. And uh, and many times people will go there, and I, I don't want to say that it's just women, but just okay, this thing's now being brought over here, and now we're going to have the discussion from here. Now, what happens with this is that in my mind, if you go with me, and you're just in some way there's a minor placation, and I think, okay, I really helped out here, and this is good, and stuff like you walk away from that interaction like you didn't hear a damn thing about <laughs> what I was talking about or what was going on here. And, I, and, and I, I tried to tell you two or three more times to give you another shot at it if you could hear me. And you still 
took it over here. Ultimately, even if you bring it up several times, I'm going to get, give up out of frustration, just kind of go, well, I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've thought of these really cool things, you know, about how you can do this and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and so two people walk away from that interaction. I'm thinking, well, I really tried to help. The other person's you didn't hear a damn thing I had to say that this didn't help me at all, you know. So let me recap. Um, you're saying that boys are socialized not to experience emotion, but instead to deal with it through logic and reason. The only emotion that they are allowed to have or ex- or express is anger, if mm-hmm. you will. And given this kind of socialization, that when let's say, whether it be another person that is talking to an adult male that's been socialized in the way that you've described, if anything dealing with emotion or compassion or it would require emotion or compassion that that presses those buttons for the male is immediately left with, okay, they're talking about feelings. I don't deal with feelings, but I can solve a problem. So I'm going to use my logic. I'm going to use my rationale. In fact, I'm going to solve the problem for the other individual. And if the other individual doesn't work with me in this way, I may repeat it two or three times, just trying to be helpful. And I'm going to leave the discussion saying, well, I tried to help. And obviously it's the other person's problem. Yeah, they can easily go down that. And and then even if you don't give me a couple cracks at it, like saying, repeating it. Me as a person. Presenting the issue. Mm -hmm. Because I think women are generous with men in this. They give us a couple cracks at it, like, okay, I'll try it again. Um, Yeah, we give you plenty of chances. (laughs) And and, um, phrased a little bit differently. And what's being asked is, can you hear how this is for me? If you can do that, because you know what, when we're bothered by something and, and for all of us, there's an emotional, it's usually emotionally, there's a lot of stuff going on there. The, the process of resolving that stuff and getting to problem solving, if you will, or resolution, if somebody feels heard emotionally about what's going on for them, they and somebody's done a good job of empathetically hearing that, many times the person just figures it out for themselves. You know, they don't have to have somebody tell them, you know, because it's what I call just, you know, uh, getting the emotional snot out of the way, so to speak. Not literally saying we can't talk about it, but now that it's been said and I'm getting clearer and clearer and now I, oh, I see a path for myself. I see where I want to go. I see where my resolution might lie. Mm -hmm. And so that's what comes out of that stuff. Um, and, and when that's not happening, somebody just will do this, do this, do this. Yeah. You walk away just feeling like, okay, this was not helpful whatsoever. But again, if this isn't talked about, that same guy walks away thinking, like, let's say you go many times, women will just say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. And they're only saying that, like, okay, this isn't helpful to me at all, and this is kind of a waste of time. And and so, okay, well, thank you, you know, thank <laughs> you, you know, and stuff like that. And the guy walks away 
okay, you know. Uh, woman walks away like, what a waste of time this was, you know. And if that's your partner, that's kind of sad. Uh, yes. That's really, really a sad place to be in. Oh, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. And that shows up, you know, and even in my work is that that's one of the things that happens is exactly what we just talked about. Um, take an issue, have them talk about it in front of me. I watch the process play out, and the process is exactly what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then then I introduce to the man saying, okay, um, ask her if she felt like you really hurt her. And I'm not trying to set them up to make them look like an ass, okay, but just, and then she's able to say no and then say, okay, what didn't he hear? You know, let him know what he didn't hear. And of course, the emotional pieces come out on that, and um, and he's just sort of doesn't know how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, this is this is the part here. This is how come she doesn't feel you here. Here, this is the part that goes into not feeling really connected. This is what really has to change." And then to tell the men. Look, it's within your capability to do this. You were taught to move away from this, to not be in touch with your own feelings in order to be an empathetic listener. And I'll give them the quick history. And as I run it down, their their heads are going up and down like, oh, God, this. Yeah, he's talking exactly what my experience was. And of course, yeah, because I had the same one. And so. Then in introducing that, it's just saying this is the part that has to change. And believe me, I've heard many men tell me it's like in all that, when I tell them, one of the responses is, well, I'm not wired that way. Oh, that's a good one. I've heard that plenty of times. (laughs) I'm not wired that way. Right. And I I go, oh, okay. (laughs) I go, yeah, you were born like this, you know? Um, And I said, no, I don't think so. You know, dude, uh uh-uh, you know? Uh, And so... Again, I go back into it with them and show them that, no, you were taught to be this way. I think mm-hmm. that's their way of saying, you know, I'm not wired that way, meaning I was socialized differently than how you're talking about that I should should be or how mm-hmm. I need to be in order to keep this relationship going or to be more attached to my partner or being better able to communicate with people. So to me, is like, I'm not wired that way means... Well, you know, I was socialized to be a a brute. I don't know, an well, insensitive male. Well, yeah, or, or that the only thing that has value is uh, logic, logic and reason. reason and and competition, performance. You mm-hmm. know, those are that's all the attaboys, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what you get struck for. That's how that gets reinforced. The attaboy, attaboy, and even in your peer group. Wow, really, dude? You know, wow, you know, mm-hmm. more, 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 more. You know, and and that's the that's the disconnect. I mean, you know, the the little joke I make, right? You put some guy, and, and here's the response: Wow, dude, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, she she's not happy with him. Man, she doesn't want to be married to me anymore. Boy, I don't know what to do. You know, the guy's actually he can't help himself. That he's having feelings about this happening to himself, and then it's like, here's the response: Wow, that sucks, dude. Hey, listen, if you need a place to crash. Or, you know, um, you want to get together and do some stuff, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, it sucks, you know, um, and, and it's like, um, I'm there for you, bro. 
you know, and so um, no ability to hold space to like, wow, there's a lot of motion going on here for this guy and stuff. It's just like, how can I just do some basic kind of, you know, it'll be okay, bro. And of course, pep talk. Yeah. yeah. Or, and if the guy does disclose some injustice, the guy that got kicked out, some, well, God, she didn't have to, you know, do that. Or, or she told you. me this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the thing to lock on to, to, to connect is, is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my ex did that to me, man. She just told me the same thing. That's bullshit, you know? <laughs> and it's like, um, and so it's locking on to the injustice, the unfairness, you know, uh, all that. And, uh, yeah, that's that gets reinforced to stay that way even amongst our peers i call it that the men not have any any depth in their relationships men do a lot of parallel play you know connect around what we do versus you know can we have a deeper conversation mm-hmm. and um and then of course when something traumatic happens it's it's uh oh I'm the listener. Uh oh, what do I do to help this guy? Well, mm-hmm. you, well, you need a place to crash. You need, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me give you a, a solution. But I think what is really interesting to note as we're talking about this. Oh, she said this. Oh, well, that really sucks, man. That's you know, my ex told me that. That's you know, whatever. It almost sounds like it's an affront to male privilege. You could you could consider it that way. A part of an affront to male privilege, uh, because when you think about it, mansplaining really is a part of male privilege oh sure I, I can see that easily yeah yeah um yeah more that, that i get to behave in a prescribed way mm-hmm. where i use my logic or whatever i get to speak in a condescending tone and that's a part of my privilege and you should never question that because i'm the man right well and and we have to excuse me we have to say that because okay where the topic is bringing you to, if it has emotional components, I, I, I can't hang there. I can't, you know, I don't know how to respond to that. So I have to bring it over into these areas that you just referenced, you know. Well, this is unfair. This shouldn't be happening, you know. God, um, gee, look at all the things I do. I mean, I work, I do stuff around the house, you know. Um, you know, God, she's, she's making it sound like I'm just this real asshole and stuff like that, like I don't do anything, you know. And it's again, it's looking at it from your value being in what you do. And um, did you, you know, figure this out and stuff. And, and it's like, um, wow, if that is your totality of it's, what you do and how you figure out stuff. And if you got enough attaboys, no wonder men are depressed when they get towards retirement age and, and the world's set up to say, well, let's get rid of you old fuckers, man. You know, it's like, here comes the young dudes coming up. It's cheaper and they're faster and quicker. Sorry, dude, you're out to pasture, you know, Mm -hmm. and then their whole self-esteem and men going into depression, you know, when they get towards those years, it's like, gee, you wonder how you got there? You know, it's like, um, you're wondering why you're feeling (laughs) suicidal. Yep. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. Mm -hmm. And well, I tell the men, I said, there's a, one of the ways that women clearly outlive us is because they emotionally take care of themselves better than we do. And so all that stuff obviously has to change, but in this question of mansplaining, I'm sort of giving you a bedrock thing about, I think this is the pool that that stuff comes out of. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 
you're you're talking from as a woman on the receiving end of this stuff mm-hmm. you know your own experience of like what comes out and this is like yeah well this is this is where this generates out of and and one last piece about that too i think i may have said this before is that around the man's anger with this when we were talking is uh, those moments that I'll have with couples where one of the things that'll come up too in their relationship is the woman saying, and I have some real problems with his anger. And the and interesting enough too is many times, not always, but many times it's the first time that the woman is feeling okay to say that to him and I believe part of it is because I'm a male sitting there um, that it's okay for me to say, yeah, I got some issues with your anger too. And the fear being is, is that he, he might even react from that. Like, what are you talking about? Or, you know, whatever and stuff. And in that, the anger, when I say this to the woman and again, not to excuse the man's anger, how it comes out, is is that because we are socialized away from our feelings, we're still having all those feelings that we're told to be disconnected from. Mm-hmm. They're still going on for us as we're, you know, it's not like they just exercised out of us, you know. And so what happens if the one feeling we get permission for is to be angry so I might be having a moment in my life where I'm actually feeling sad or hurt, okay? But I don't have access to that feeling because I've... It's know. not allowed. Right. So the feeling I do have is anger. So the woman's experience at that moment is, here's my anger coming out at this seemingly like, what? This seems so inappropriate about what are you angry about right now? Like, what, what is this? And that's the perplexing thing for the woman. It's like, there's no reason to be angry here right now. And what's really happening is the guy's actually having this other feeling, but the only way it's able to be expressed is through anger. And so it's weird moments for the woman because, and then it also puts them on their heels like, God, he could get angry at any time. Well, I'd like to counter that because I think it, it also manifests itself in other toxic ways, whether it be drinking, whether it be gambling, mm-hmm. whether it be womanizing, what other other toxic behaviors that are acceptable for men. Mm-hmm. What what are other ones? Those are the few that I've named. Can you think of any more? You're saying that that if one gets into those behaviors, that it's okay for men to get into those behaviors. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And they'll use those behaviors as a way to express or manifest those feelings that they're not allowed to have, whether they be sadness or whether they be loss or all the feelings that they're not allowed to have or weakness or fear. Right. Well, you're, you're talking about the, the, um, addiction type behaviors that, um, everybody can go into when a a component of that is, is when they're, they're not managing their feeling response to things going on in their life. And for men, I think what you're suggesting too, well, if you don't have that connection to what those feelings are, then you're going ahead and 
your safe haven to get away from these feelings could be expressed in these addictions. Mm-hmm. Pornography is big in this. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, when I was telling you, yeah, me growing up, it was the Playboy magazines. Well, now you got nine internet and, sex. Yeah, yeah. Now you have nine mm-hmm. and ten year olds. You know that are on the computer, and boom, you know they're all of a sudden into porn sites, uh, and so it's even starting even younger about that exposure. And that's the, that's the quickie now is, is that, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, people sliding on over into the addictions, uh, a lot of that is, you know, inability to resolve what's going on for them feeling wise. So this is the outlet. This is the escape. This is the, this is how I'm going to not have to deal with this. And, uh, you know, so you mentioned some, yeah, drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, um, well, there's, these things are also, some of them are applicable to women too. So it just, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, overeating. Yeah. Those yeah, kinds there's, of things. yeah. Anything that's done to, um, resolve emotion, if you will, well, not resolve it, avoid it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this right now. Uh, and and we seek out because emotion is so strong. We see, the reason why addictions are so powerful is because there's immediate gratification. Uh-huh. It takes you away from the the thing that's bothering you very quickly. And uh-huh. so, okay, good, this works for me. And so, you know, we go there. Yeah, but yeah. then it comes back, and then you go back. And oh you yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. Know, well now you're in the addiction cycle. It's like now. Okay, I got to keep going back to this Mm -hmm. because the stuff isn't going away. It hasn't been resolved. And this is not to say that addiction itself is only a manifestation of people not being able to express or experience their feelings because that's another, that's a whole other subject that we can go into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is something that does affect or influences men in their behavior. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're not allowed to feel what they need to feel. Yeah. So then we go. Then we go back to our first thing. Well, are you? If in order not to participate in this kind of behavior, whether it be mansplaining or whatever it else, are you willing to change? Right? Are mm-hmm. you willing to allow yourself to feel feelings? Right. 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 No. Absolutely. You know, and bringing it to their attention about what's going on, because most of these things, when they're introduced to us, you know, as kids we go on autopilot, you know, and once you go on autopilot, you're not paying attention to yourself anymore. You're just, this is what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and this is how you conduct yourself. And, um, and then you're totally going to miss when somebody's presenting in a way that, wait, wait a minute, I'm not feeling like you're, con- you're hearing me or getting me and stuff like that, but they're not picking up the cue. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, you're telling me something Feelings? Oh, yeah, we get those out of there. Okay. <laughs> Start thinking hard. Figure the problem out. Come up with something to tell them. And even you if know. you don't know what it is, right. or not very, but to come up with something. Yeah, right. that's true. So we've talked about the individual part. How do we see it manifest uh, societally? Well. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, this is coming into the mainstream more and stuff. And so I think that when you're talking on a larger scale, how does that message get out there that, well, one that, um, men can even hear this conceptually and 
not, what do I want to say? We all can be guilty of this in the sense that when we hear something that feels critical of us, right? Mm-hmm. Almost everybody's initial response is to get defensive, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and in my defense, how can I dismiss this thing that's being said? You know, I don't want to own this. I don't want to, you know, uh-uh, not me. And that's the hard part, that by bringing this conceptually and calling it mansplaining and everything that's into it, gets through, if it puts out there and a guy's hearing it, well, let me ask you, what do you think he hears if that's being directed at him? If he hears a something being critical of him? Well, just, just take mansplaining and say, you know what? You're mansplaining right now. Oh, no, I'm not. You know, that type of thing. You know, But you know I'm not. You just don't seem to understand and goes back to the same tactics. Mm-hmm. But, uh, right. yeah. So, well, and, and what I'm saying is, is that so how do you... How do you get somebody to hear something and they're already, as it's coming out, feeling this is just criticizing me, so all my defenses are going up. I'm not going to hear this, okay? So how do you get somebody to hear that? Because unless they can hear that, you're not going to get a lot of traction. You can keep saying it could be true as hell, okay? But then how does it get resolved? How does it, you know, that, wait a minute, there's something to that, you know? Can I self-reflect and look at that and say, hey, wait a minute, I might be doing that. Mm -hmm. That might be going on, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that's, that's even on a micro level, that's true for almost all of us. I mean, I talk so much about how defensive we all are, Mm -hmm. you know, soon as, you know, you're mansplaining, you are mansplaining and stuff. And it's like, what do we do when we hear that? And we talked about that in you know, other podcasts, you know, it's like, here comes all the defenses, you know, mm-hmm. what? And, and then I'm going to push back. And like you said, maybe I'll push back in the way of, you know, well, let me explain that to you or, you know, whatever. Or clearly you didn't understand what I was saying the first time. So let me repeat it yeah, but right. a little bit louder. <laughs> right, so, so because you're, you're probably deaf on top of the fact that you just, you know, you just right. didn't really hear me the right. first time. So I can show you that I'm not mansplaining. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, um, but that's just, the, once it goes there, remember, there, there is no more listening going on. Because if, if I push back on that in my defensive response to you, mm-hmm. you're going to come right back with, you know... Yeah, you are. In fact, you're doing it right now. What I would do, and particularly let's talk about whether it be in business or be in every day or trying to resolve a family matter or, you know, whatever it may be, is I'm going to be very specific about the issue and remove any personal stuff uh, from the discussion and be very specific about what we are dealing with. And I'm going to raise my tone a little bit, not in a threatening, but I am going to speak up because how many men speak over women? And then that just does that. And then just redirect the conversation. Keep redirecting to the issue at hand, not personalizing it. I would use a little bit of humor. 
as well. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to make light of uh, some. So clearly, we have a different you know difference in understanding here. Let's take another look at it, and you know, and support other women that are having difficulties. You know, when they're calling a man on their mansplaining, be supportive of them, not be quiet about it. Those are the things that I would do. Because you say, well, how would you do it? Well, those would, those would be my tactics. And in all that, how would you know that the man heard you? You know, I don't. But if we're talking about um, an issue that needs to be dealt with, I'm going to focus on the issue, and I'm certainly not going to make it about him. Okay. So you're introducing the the components of that, not directing it at the person specifically that may be in the room, mm-hmm. but you're just saying this is the experience. Okay. Are you talking about experiences or you're talking about trying to solve a problem? Oh. <laughs> Are you woman-splaining? Me? No, you no, know it. <laughs> I think we're going to have to get a, a, a counterpart to that. Yeah, woman-splaining. We'll figure um, that out. Um well, see where I get stuck in this stuff too, because, it, and this is my own thing. This is I, so I, I first drop down into the micro about this uh-huh. and, and I'm always about like, what is it, what is it that we can do that somebody feels heard, you know? And sometimes it's, maybe we have to deliver the message differently. And you were just talking about trying to do that differently on a, on a larger level. And that's clearly the right direction to go is to, how do we want, once there's a label out on people about either a label about what they do or who they are, or, you know, and we've talked about labels before. If that label comes out, towards the person, even though it, the label might be accurate about what they may be doing right now or, or whatever, you go back to that we're so defensive that nobody likes to be you are doing that or you are, you know, whatever. So we remove <clears throat> the you and make it an object. I'm, you and I talked some about this before. It, Maybe it lies in the area of if 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 I am able to let's say hear Isabel's experience about what happens for her in certain situations that she walks into or she goes through and stuff, and you're using even some of the adjectives say that are attached to mansplaining. Mm-hmm. But it's coming from a place of, in in the story that you tell, for instance, you might say, yeah, there I was, I you know, was asked to, you know, do this presentation, you know, blah, 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 I have some knowledge in this area. And then, um, wow, you know, I, I had this moment where there was a gentleman that was in the in the group, sort of jumped in and kind of cut me off and um, started to kind of talk down to me and be condescending to me and stuff like that. So, you, you know, you're using the adjectives there. There's there's no mansplaining being said there, but clearly it's the components of it. Yeah, right? he's, he's starting it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in it, you know, you, you go a little further. You might even say, um, yeah, it was difficult for me to 
then how do I respond to what I'm experiencing with this person when I'm here to deliver this information? I already know how to answer that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, please save your questions until the end okay. of my presentation. Right. You brought up a really good point, but you'll find that that will be answered during the course of this discussion. After right. my presentation, right. if you have any questions, we can go ahead and talk about it at that time. Right. You know, that nips it right in the bud. Right. So that you can continue on. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm wondering, though, um, the awareness of that person that, well, you're telling a story. So you're telling something that happened to you. I put you in that context. Like, so you're telling me this story about something that happened to you in this moment. And let's just say it's just not me, but there are other people. Here's Isabel telling this story. I wonder in the story if, as a man, I hear that, like that behavior, you know, I cut in, I condescend it, you know, it's like, and so now I can look at myself and say, oh yeah, you know what, how would I feel if somebody did that to me, you know, cut me off, was condescending to me, mm-hmm. you know, and um, trying to have people hear the message without get, without locking on to the, you know, uh, label, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing because remember I said labels have truth to them. You're sitting here saying you're doing mansplaining. Has that happened? Yes. Happens a lot. <laughs> you know? well, not, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, um, but it's not as though, you know, if I'm telling a story, if you're going to use that, that example, someone interrupts me, I'm not going to say you're mansplaining. I'll just say, Hey, I'm not done. I haven't finished. Allow me to finish my story. You know, that kind of, if you have questions afterwards, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I get that that's effective because you're aware that I have some information I have to continue. And so this is how I'm going to mm-hmm. handle this. Where I was going with it is, is that you tell that story to another group of people. You're, you're not there doing the presentation. You're saying, oh, this happened to me, mm-hmm. you know, here. And let's just say there's men there. Um, and you're sharing that story. And then I'm, and, and I'm trying to sit there as a, as a man, can I relate to what she's telling me? In other words, wow, she got cut off. Wow. She was condescended to God. That's, that, wow, sucks. that, that sucks. God, that sucks. Boy, that boy, I'd be, you know, I'd be pissed off. Somebody did that to me. Yeah. Well, now, you know, you know, I mean like, uh, yeah. um, so, you know, have you had that experience? You know, it's like, yeah. How about have you had the experience where the person, you know, wants to tell you that, hey, I got a better idea or, you know, um, you, you really want to do it like this or, you know, whatever. You ever had that experience? You know, and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? How did that feel? Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, and it's like. Yeah, and and it's like, yeah, yeah. How did that feel? Oh man, I didn't like that. And so it's like, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a really good flow chart that I came across, and I know we've discussed it before, but I think it's absolutely priceless. And I really wish that every man would have this on the back of his head when he's listening to a woman whether it be business or personal or social or whatnot, 
and a woman is either trying to give information or tell her story or share an experience or talk about, or even just talk about something as they're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the questions to ask himself would be is like, number one, I have a little flow chart here. Number one, am I an expert? Do I have a lot of knowledge about this subject? Do I have a lot of information? Am I, am I really well informed about this? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm not, then I'm not going to say anything. But but let's let's take this on. Yeah, maybe I am an expert. Maybe I do have a lot of information that I would want to impart about that. Did the woman ask for my opinion? Mm-hmm. Did she ask for information? Well, uh, no. Then you need to be quiet. But if mm-hmm. she did, okay, you can talk. But let's say she didn't. So let's go to another part here if she did not. Are you her mentor? Are you an educator? Are you a teacher of some kind? Well, yes, and I suppose you can talk, but if not, shut the fuck up. <laughs> really, that's how I feel about the, it. It's a really simple flow chart. The, the, really the shut the fuck, fuck up, up flow chart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it wouldn't that work. might actually go for guys. They might relate to the shut the fuck, fuck up, up flow chart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe we should make an acronym or something. But am I an expert? No. Okay. But if I am, okay. Did she ask? Oh, if she does. Okay, I can. But if no, well. Am I in a position where I really do have that ability or that privilege to go ahead and do that? If I don't, STF you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. The, um, it, you I'm don't think, like it, huh? No, 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 no. You're covering all the, the, the criteria for clearly the situation you're describing. You know, obviously, if you're there to present or in some sort of way... Um, Those are actually principles that would apply for anybody, not just for men towards women. But um, and I'm thinking, how how do you uh, how do you have that out there in a way that the person is actually doing the process that you were describing, like using that and and checking themselves. And and willingly, mm-hmm. right? Kind of going. Uh, it's almost like a class on how to best get the most out of when some somebody's presenting something or something. Um, because it could be you can almost make etiquettes out of it. Because I think a lot of times when people are in those groups, the person that does the very things that you're talking about they sort of mess it up for everybody else too. It's not only being messed up for you as the speaker, it's it's also being messed up for the whole group. Right. Yeah. And um so if that's put out in a way that we're all uh practicing these awarenesses, if you will, when somebody's presenting, that's beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know. Um I think there's probably a way of doing that. I don't know what that is. We're probably close to it, but I don't... I mean, it's value in what you're saying, but it's. I'm always looking at having people be able to hear something. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm always thinking of like, okay, how are they not going to hear this? How are they not going to, you know, respond to this? Because Mm -hmm. if you're... For me, I always tell people, you know, even comes up with men sometimes about um, when we're talking about earlier on you and I were talking about that 
we have to validate somebody's experience, like if you're listening to them and you were both the two people in the room, and a lot of times it's the men, not always, but the women sometimes, but the men, well, you're asking me to validate, you know, this isn't true. This isn't what happened. You know, of course it's from, yeah, well, you're speaking from what happened for you, right? And then they say, yeah, but no, if I validate, I'm validating a lie, you know, and so they get locked into that. And that's not fair. I can't validate a lie. I can't, you know. Um, and then I'm kind of going, you're missing. Here's the point. The point is, this is that what's happening for this person is emotionally based. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get caught in the weeds about their explanation about whether they were standing up or over by the kitchen or, or, or whatever it was. down or yeah. Yeah. You know, the details as they're telling you what happened and you were there too and all that. And I said, the importance is you're tracking what happened for this person. You're trying to understand that. And if you want to get caught in the weeds of the particulars and it has to be accurate and, you know, and all that, then, yeah, this breaks down. And and then I tell them, look, validation of somebody's experience doesn't mean agreement. It means I'm understanding what's happening for you, not for you, the person listening. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's so many ways about where people almost find ways not to hear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, but just like you said, it's it's pushing buttons. It's having them feel emotions that they would rather not feel. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, I I think that you know when we're having this discussion, it, it, I hope that it's been beneficial to at least from a guy's perspective about the socialization stuff. Uh-huh. I really feel that it's a bedrock of this whole thing. I agree. You know. But I also want to put it out there for our listeners because may maybe they have different strategies or suggestions or experiences that they want to share about mansplaining, either having done it or experiencing it, having dealt with it, having overcome it, um, that type of thing. Um, I'd be very interested mm-hmm. to hear more about it because I think that as be- people become more aware and start doing something about it, you know, we can, we can deal with this in a, in a positive way, if you will. Sure. Yeah. 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 This is good. This is good. (laughs) Is this a good place for us to open it up for other people or you want uh, to talk about it a little bit more? No, 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 no. I think for us to conclude, I think this is good. And, and of course with the topic that we talked about, there's more to it. I mean, obviously we spent, I don't know, 40 minutes or however much time we spent on this. And as all topics that we talk about, they're all still open-ended. Um, mm-hmm. So, But that's the beautiful thing about this, mm-hmm. is that just like learning is a constant process, you know, thank God that this is too. You mm-hmm. know, there's no absolute, there's no one way to do this. It's just something that we are all trying to figure out mm-hmm. as we go along. Right, right. Okay. Well, it's been great talking to you this week. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll talk to you next week. Do you know what we're going to talk about next week? Yeah, woman's planning. <laughs> oh, that's not a little hostility there, is it? Absolutely not. At least you didn't interrupt me. But I did ask. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe we, I don't know, one of the times before, yeah, maybe closed systems, or maybe hear a little bit more from your perspective about how you know, you can help people under, extend, understand 
some of being a person that encounters quite a few of the isms and how that is and so maybe that's something that we can maybe we can yeah um, we never did get to closed systems i mean i'm kind of feeling like we need to talk about it's like this box yeah we're going to talk about closed systems soon but in in any event thanks mm. for chatting yeah, yeah i'll talk with you next week yeah all right bye bye yeah